Welcome to the Tax Sell Podcast, where tax sell investing is made easy. My name is Casey Denman. I'm a tax sell veteran. I'm the leading tax sell expert. I'm the author of the Tax Sell Playbook, a founder of the Tax Sell Academy, and I am your host right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Thank you so much for joining us on today's episode. As a reminder, this podcast is available on a number of different platforms, including Spotify, Spotify Video, YouTube, Apple Podcast, and wherever else podcasts can be found. So make sure you subscribe to us on your favorite podcasting or video platform. You can check us out at taxsellpodcast.com. And as always, I also want to remind you that we produce a significant amount of completely free tax sell trainings and podcasts. And we're able to do this through and because of the Tax Cell Academy. If you are looking to learn more about our most advanced trainings that we offer, make sure you check out taxcellacademy.com. All right, let's get to it. Today, I want to talk to you about a few hidden tax cell money makers. Everybody gets into an investment business thinking that they can do exactly what everybody else is doing. And this works well until it becomes overly competitive and then everybody gets diluted. Now, there are countless ways to combat the competitive nature of every business and every investment. As a tax sell investor, there's three common ways that I suggest when it comes to overly competitive tax sell markets. The first one is, well, you simply expand market areas. There are more than 3,000 market areas in the United States, and I promise you, because I see deals from my members every single day, there are plenty of locations that are not competitive at all. Another suggestion is to approach it as a numbers game. Simply go to more auctions, see more properties get auctioned off, which will increase your chances of success exponentially. And the third way is to simply diversify property types. Maybe switch it up from homes to land or whatever it is that you have not yet taken advantage of. Those three methods will work for nearly everyone. That's the reason I preach about them so often, because I've seen it time and time again. But there are, of course, certainly many other methods that you can put forth in your business. Many of these methods will involve thinking outside of the box and being creative with how you run your business and finding these hidden money makers. Some of the most successful people that I've seen in this business utilize this outside-the-box thinking. So I wanted to create an episode specifically for this. Now, before I get started, what I want you to understand is that each one of these might work for you or they might never work for you. Some of these might just be beyond your skill level. In fact, most of these likely will be beyond the skill level of a newer investor. And it's going to be important that you understand you might not be capable of pulling these off. But that's not the purpose of this episode. The purpose of this episode is to simply expose to you some of the hidden money makers that exist to help you get your creativeness flowing and to show you for some what outside the box thinking means to them. Let's talk about a few of these. Number one, reselling tax liens on the secondary market. So obviously we can invest in tax liens. We can earn a great interest rate on our money and maybe even foreclose that lien and become the owner of that property, sell that property, make money. But what you can also do is buy tax liens and then turn right around and sell those tax liens to somebody else. This was something that I did years ago to test out and it quickly became a fairly easy way 
to make some small quick cash. Basically, what I would do is I would scour the OTC, over-the-counter tax lien list, throughout a variety of different areas. I would find the best liens. I would buy those liens. I would turn right around and sell those liens. Now, most areas will allow you to transfer a tax lien with very little effort. Typically, a form of some sort will be filed with the county along with some sort of nominal filing fee. The idea here is that the more seasoned that lien is, the more valuable it becomes. But you can still sell liens right away, very fresh, brand new liens, and make money. You can buy these liens, and when you market them correctly, sell them for face value, plus the filing fee along with your profit to go on top of it. Now, you're not going to get rich off this or anything else, but it's a great way to generate some quick cash. Now, much of your success with this method depends on your marketing methods. These are also going to be out-of-the-box marketing methods because the secondary tax lien market is not all that public, right? So you need to be creative with that as well. But with a little bit of effort, you can definitely make it work and you make some money off of it. And not to mention, there are plenty of very large players that frequently do this as part of their business plan. The second one, buy with the intention to own or finance a property when you sell it. I know multiple people who use owner financing as their primary strategy for their tax sale business, which often allows them to outspend their competition when the product type matches what their strategies are. Of course, it takes some time to build up to this level to have that kind of capital, or maybe you're just creative with your funding, but this is how it works. You will select a property that typically has some sort of higher than normal default rate when there's a loan attached to it. Say a quarter acre lot in a mobile home area. You buy that property at a tax sale. Let's say it's worth $10,000, but you paid $6,000 for it. That's $4,000 if you were to flip it right now. That's a pretty good return. But instead of selling it outright, let's say that you sell it at $10,000 with owner financing and you require 20% down, that's $2,000 you get back immediately, and the other $8,000 is financed for 10 years at 10%. That's an additional $4,500 in interest. So your profit will inflate from $4,000 to now $8,500. Your $4,000 return off the property plus $4,500 in interest. That's a significantly higher amount. I mean, that's more than double what you would have made had you just sold the property right away. Now, sure, some of these properties will be paid off early. Others will just come up with the cash and pay you outright. But if you profit off the majority of these when it comes to interest, that's a great way to outsmart your competition. If you have the capital or the resources or the creativeness to find that capital to get going. Number three, buying a property for its zoning or land use. And this is more advanced, of course, but there are many properties that have very, very valuable zoning or land use classifications attached to them. So what this means is that a property might look like a typical wooded residential vacant lot that you would build one house on, right? But let's say that that residential lot is in a mixed area and it's zoned medium density residential. Suddenly, you're allowed to build 10 houses or 10 multifamily units on that property instead of just one house. And of course, that is going to skyrocket 
the value. I've seen plenty of properties at the edge of a residential development or even houses that front on a busy street that in person appear to just simply be residential. But the zoning will allow you to put a commercial structure there. Zoning, land uses, classifications, all these types of things are found in public records but are often overlooked by many investors. Many newbies might view that lot as a residential building site that nobody wants, and it's worth 5,000 bucks to them. But when you discover it's actually zoned commercial, now it might be worth $50,000. So make sure you check the zoning and land use and classifications depending on how your area views these types of things, because that can certainly increase your value substantially. Number four, buying to combine parcels. There are going to be plenty of properties at a tax sale that are just too small to build on. Many of these properties might amount to half of the square footage that the county requires in order to build. Now, in a few of these cases, you can actually luck out and find adjoining parcels, which separately are not buildable. They have extremely low value, virtually worthless, and certainly not all that desirable for an investor. But if you're able to come across two of these unbuildable properties side by side and you combine them with the county, you suddenly have a buildable parcel that is worth substantially more. Now, obviously, you need to know and understand the county's requirements, but this opens the door up for options when you see multiple adjoining parcels that could potentially be combined. And number five, kind of on that same note as number four, this is one I've done countless times, and that's buying a property to separate that property. Again, you have to know the county's requirements in advance, but this is one of those things that can substantially increase your profits. And I'm not talking about creating a subdivision or anything complicated like that. I'm talking about buying a property that has previously combined lots. So for example, a few years ago, I snagged a property that was 2.6 acres for $20,000. Now, 20,000 bucks for 2.6 acres in this particular area is not all that good. It's a very average deal. But what most people at that auction overlooked is that it was in a subdivision. Now, this subdivision back in the 50s and 60s sold little tiny lots. Each lot was 0 0.07 acres. Over the years, a few of the neighbors in the surrounding blocks combined a few of these campsite-sized lots and they would meet the minimum requirements of the county and they would build a small house or put a mobile home there. But essentially, one lot on its own is not buildable. You actually have to have four lots. So that 2.6 acres that I bought was 37 total lots. I separated that into nine buildable sites consisting of four to five lots each. Long story short, I surveyed it I sold each of those nine now separated and buildable lots for an average of $11,500 each. So the math on this, I turned $20,000 into $103,500. That's an $83,000 gross profit in around six months. Not too bad simply by taking an outside of the box approach. So if you're able to buy properties that have previously combined lots, go in there, survey them off, and if they meet the county's requirements, and of course, if the county allows it, that's a fantastic way to really turn one investment into multiple 
successful investments and to grow your capital very, very quickly. So there you have it, five ways that you can find hidden profits amongst tax sale properties. As I mentioned earlier, my purpose for this episode was not so you can take and copy each one of these step by step. Obviously, these are some prime examples of people, including myself and my members, that have thought outside the box and use outside the box and creative thinking to find some of these hidden money makers. But if you take the lessons that I just taught you, the strategy I just taught you, and you put your own little spin on each one of them or come up with your own, I promise you, you'll see tax sell success a lot faster than simply by trying to do what every else is doing this business. I truly hope that you've enjoyed this episode of the Tax Sell Podcast. If you did, please do me a huge favor. As you know, we don't charge a membership or listing fee for these episodes, so your positive feedback would mean the world to us on whatever podcasting or video platform you're listening to us on right now. It might also help to serve to pay it forward to somebody who decided to get into the tax sell business simply because they took the time to read your review or they saw your five-star rating that only took you a few seconds out of your day. And as always, if we can be of any additional help, be sure to check out our website at TaxSellAcademy.com. Hey, take care, folks, and make it a successful day. We'll see you next time right here on the Tax Sell Podcast. Bye-bye.